What's going on, guys? Back here. Welcome to the Water Cooler, episode three. Uh, pretty eventful week in uh, in sports. Definitely some some things we want to talk about. Uh, I got my guest Joe McDonough here. Joe, thanks for coming on. Absolutely glad to be here. Uh, appreciate it. Definitely, uh, definitely happy you could make it. You're uh, you're a big big UFC guy, and uh, today today was a big eventful day for uh, for UFC. So I guess before we dive in, just tell us about your background with UFC and how you got into writing and covering uh, events and everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, just MMA as a whole, I mean, I, I just kind of grew a passion for the sport um, really kind of recently. It was, you know, in the last four years, um, you know, and then I kind of went back and watched the real, you know, the Chuck Liddell's, the Tito Ortiz's, you know, Anderson Silva's and, uh, you know, and watch, you know, the McGregor's and Nate Diaz and, you know, Georgia St. Pierre and all those guys. And, you know, I, I went and I applied to um, MMA Today, which is now Cage Side Press, where I still am. Um, and I got the job. And now, you know, I just covered UFC Boston with Cage Side Press. I'm going to be covering um, Bellator this Saturday uh, in Mo- at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Um, Douglas Lima versus... Um, why am I blanking here? Douglas Lima versus um, Rory McDonald. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and then I also work for my MMA news. Um, so, I mean, I love, you know, I interview fighters. I love doing it. I've, you know, I've interviewed everyone from, you know, title challengers in the UFC and Bellator champions to, you know, prospects trying to make it, you know, in LA and in Boston. And so, it's awesome just hearing from all those guys and, you know, their different stories. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely awesome uh, seeing. I know when you just got into it, it was first just kind of starting writing, and then all of a sudden you're interviewing, like, Randy Costa. We were at UFC Boston the other day, and obviously he's the hometown kid, had the huge win, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I've interviewed him multiple times. Like, I've been able to talk to him. Like, that's awesome. I guess is this something you kind of want to gear a career towards? I mean, I, I'd love to, you know, right now I just do it kind of on the side, you know, I make a little bit of money from it, but not, you know, not anything to live off of. But I mean, if it goes there, you know, right now I'm just kind of happy with, you know, doing it on the side, covering events here and there. You know, I like covering the local stuff because, you know, it's cool. There's, you know, there's a guy, Tony Gravely, he's fighting at UFC um, DC. And, you know, I, I, you know, was interviewing him just kind of same thing with Randy Costa. You know, I've interviewed those guys when they were just fighting in CES or cage Titans and these local promotions in new England. And now, you know, both are fighting in the UFC. Randy Costa just got his first UFC win. So it's pretty cool to see some of these guys that, you know, were just promotional, um, you know, regional promotion guys. And now they're, you know, fighting for UFC and Bellator. So yeah, I mean, I'd love to, but you know, we'll see what happens, you know, still, uh, I like writing for my sites right now and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so I know we just touched on UFC Boston. Obviously, you were caged that. I, I won as well. I'm not, I guess, crazy into it, but I love watching all the big fights. I'll definitely go to more UFC Bostons. But uh, I guess dig into it. What did, what did you think about UFC Boston? I mean, it was a great card. It had, it had everything. You know, it, you know we, we lost a lot with the um, Calvin Cater versus uh, Zabit fight you know, falling off mm-hmm. Zabit, you know, obviously Cater's now going to fight him in Moscow instead yeah. of in his own backyard. That's a big, big turn. I mean, it just kind of, it shows how, how big this is for Cater that he was like, I don't care where let's do it. Cause I mean, Cater's Cater's a, a very big name. He's just kind of on the cusp of, of becoming a huge name. And, um, I mean, a, a win versus a beat, the featherweight division is wide open right now after Volkanovsky Holloway fight. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, you had a little bit of everything, you know, Yair versus, um, Stevens was, you know, fight of the night. It was awesome. awesome. It was awesome to watch. Uh, you know, Dominic Reyes really 
solidified that he is next for John Jones. And then, you know, seeing guys like Charles Rosa, Randy Costa, Joe Lozon, you know, the Boston guys um, who are kind of, you know, on the up and coming. Um, obviously, Lozon, you know, a little different. He's, you know, he's kind of a, he's a legend. Yeah. yeah, he's a legend kind of on his way out. But all of them getting, you know, big finish wins, uh, you know, first round wins. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, definitely more first round finishes or uh, that I thought was going to happen. I, I didn't really know what to expect. Obviously, like I said, I'm not huge into UFC, so I didn't know a ton of a uh, ton of the people on the card. I knew the big ones, obviously. Uh, you got the Reyes, the Weidmans, Rodriguez, Stevens, um, Greg Hardy, which that's we'll, we'll touch on that after, uh, and obviously the Boston guys. But I guess my first live UFC event, it was awesome. I, I will definitely be going back. Uh, it was funny. Uh, what was it? The Brendan Allen Kevin Holland fight. Um, so where we were sitting, Brendan Allen's like section was probably like eight seats to our left and it was it, i feel like everyone was cheering for holland and then there was this one guy especially i looked at him and I, he was gigantic he was probably like six four and like 300 pounds i he was the loudest person in the arena i i just kept looking over and i was like damn like i kind of feel bad that everyone is cheering against him but it was pretty sick and obviously uh you saw the uh, lows on the costa shirts everywhere um obviously there's a ton of other boston guys but uh, one guy I noticed had a huge section that traveled really well with Sean Brady. I feel like half of Philadelphia was there. Oh yeah, they had, they had a you know and he talked about it post fight. We got to talk to him and he, we got to talk to all the winners, and he was you know he was excited. You know he was talking about how because that was a sneaky great fight. I mean you know he he hit his opponent with everything, and yep. you know and he had to go to decision. He said he was ready for that, and you know uh, someone made a joke and said you know you had a lot of fan support tonight, and he said yeah. And he said, do you think it has anything to do with my last name? And I kind of thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I, I bet yeah. you a bunch of drunk Boston guys were sitting in the stands not knowing either fighter and said, Brady? All right, let's I go. I didn't even and think so, about it, you know, honestly. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of Philadelphia was there, but I think a lot of it was just kind of they heard Sean Brady and and said, oh, maybe this is Tom Brady's fourth cousin. Let's go. <laughs> you know, Go beat the crap out of this guy. No, nah, for sure. It was uh, definitely, definitely an awesome night. Uh, looking forward to the next one. Uh, so I guess we woke up – well, this morning got some big news that McGregor, January 18th, coming back in Vegas. Um, that, at the time, was the big bombshell. Um, but I guess what's your thoughts on that? So um, I, it's weird for me because I, you know, like I said, I, I kind of only was here, you know, during the McGregor come up, during kind of like when he was coming up and uh, getting ready to fight Aldo. And, I, you know, I saw the Mendes fight. I saw all those. Um, so I was a big McGregor fan. You know, and and since then, um, it's been hard to support him. You know, with everything he's done outside of the cage. You know, um, his lack of fighting, his lack of just you know the ambition he had. Um, but you know, it's so it's hard for me. But at the same time, I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited for you know the chance to watch him again. Um, so I mean, it's it sounds more like the old McGregor. You know, he he called it a 2020 season. You know, he said he wants three fights. He wants January 18th in Las Vegas versus either Justin Gaethje or, or Donald Cerrone. That's the rumors being thrown around. We don't, you know, there's no official word, but um, I'd love it if it was Gaethje because I yep. think that would. I think that'd be an awesome. I fight. think that would shut a lot of people up um, when they say that you know he's he's avoiding Ferguson and Gaethje. I think going in and fighting one of those guys, um, you know, then he wants the UFC 244 winner for the BMF belt. 
and then he wants Khabib or, or Tony and Khabib if he wins in, in Moscow. So, I mean, he's kind of got that goal set that he had when he wanted to become, you know, a featherweight champ and then a double champ. And so, um, you know, it, it it's, I guess, exciting, but at the same time, it's, I've heard it all before in the sense of Conor McGregor in the last couple of years where it's just been like, I'm coming back, I'm fighting this guy, I'm fighting this guy. And 90% of the time it doesn't end up happening. So, you know, I'm a little skeptical, but you know, he definitely sounds a little more um, motivated than he has in the past. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. Uh, it'll definitely be nice. Um, I feel like he's going to fight uh, Cowboy. I feel like he's not going to – well, they're not going to put him against Gaethje first fight back, even though that's probably the the better fight. I feel like he'll get the tune-up against Cerrone and then probably get Gaethje. Um, but I don't think he'll see Khabib for – at least three fights until he's back. Maybe the end of 2020, but I'd say 2021 is probably more likely. And that's if he runs the table. Like he can't just lose two of the next three fights and just get Khabib. Yeah, and the thing is, Khabib is a guy that um, he's not. You know, I mean, he has been in the in the last year or two, um, but he's not a huge active fighter. You know, he, he has injuries. Um, he's usually good for one or two fights a year. So I mean, if Khabib's fighting Ferguson, you know, in early 2020, which is the talk. Um, I mean, you know, he may not fight again, you know? So, um, the other thing I think that, uh, with Cowboy Gaethje, I think McGregor could beat either. I think mm-hmm. that Gaethje is obviously the tougher fight, but I think Cowboy is a sneaky, tough fight. You know, I think technically, uh, McGregor is, you know, has that speed and power, but I think that if Cowboy can withstand that and you go into the deeper rounds, you know, I think Cowboy could pick him apart. I think the thing with Gaethje is, People don't realize that Gaethje, you know, has insane wrestling. He started out as a wrestler. He was a college wrestler. He's an elite wrestler. He doesn't use it. He goes in, he either gets knocked out or knocks someone out. He's been a little more smarter with the way he's fought recently. But I think that if he goes in there and tries to just KO McGregor, I think McGregor McGregor picks him off. I think McGregor has that counter punching and and Gaethje's been known to get caught. But, um, you know, I think that's a perfect fight for Gaethje to come in and sneak, sneakily use his wrestling. And, you yeah. know, that's a way to dominate that fight. But um, I think either – I think people are kind of counting McGregor out because of what we saw versus Khabib. And, you know, he's been out for a while. But I think people forget, you know, how dominant his featherweight run was and how, uh, you know, insanely good he looked against Eddie Alvarez. So, you know, it, it depends. If it's McGregor motivated again – then I think he could win those fights. If it's McGregor coming in, you know, just for a payday, just for a payday and some more whiskey, then you know, see ya. Yeah. Uh, do you think he'll ever get back to being a champ? I do, because I think that. Um, I think that again. I think I was when I was thinking about this tweet earlier and in his press conference and all that. I was thinking that maybe he's finally, you know, legacy is finally hitting him. You know, mm-hmm. I think that for a long time people thought of legacy with McGregor and they thought of this guy's one of the best ever featherweights, which is true. Mm-hmm. And and you know, could very well be one of the best ever fighters. You know, now it's hard to say that. He, I don't think he's even in the goat conversation. Um and you know, it's it's hard to even really enjoy looking back on his career when, you know, he fought you know once every two years and then has you know punches a guy in a bar or smashes someone's phone or gets arrested here and there it's just his legacy is getting tarnished left and right right now and i think that this is a way to redeem that and go and win another championship and you know like he did with the nate diaz fight his first loss um with diaz and then go back and beat him i think if he can go back and beat khabib that could be you know something where it could bring his name right back up to those you know goat talks Mm -hmm. so maybe that's why he sounds more motivated now but um you know 
So that's the way I see him being a champion again. The other the other way is I think that this Diaz versus Masvidal belt, which you know we'll talk about mm-hmm. um, the news that just came out, but this Diaz Masvidal belts for the BMF, the baddest motherfucker title. I think of it more as a 165 pound title. You yeah. know, I think this is a way for Dana White to not have to talk about the 165 pound division that people want, but also put another title. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, who's fighting for that belt? Welterweights and lightweights. You know, if you think about it, it's Dustin Poirier, it's Tony Ferguson, it's Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, you know, um, those names, Colby Covington. It's it's 170ers, 155ers, you know, so in a way it's kind of like the start of a 165-pound division, and I think that the winner of this will fight McGregor, and that's his first way at a belt. If you consider it a real belt, that's up to you. Yeah, so um, are they making an actual belt? They're making it, yeah. They, so the UFC – so when Dana White actually talked about this at, at UFC Boston, he said there is – He'll get it a week before. There is a belt being made right now. He said that it won't be defended. He said it's going to be a one-time thing. But we know Dana White. We know if Diaz does, you know, if he does fight and he does win and he gets the belt, you know, and the idea of McGregor versus Diaz three with Diaz having a belt on the poster. Yeah. I mean, how do you not try and sell that? So I, I take that with a grain of you know grain of salt. But um, I think they are making a belt. It just depends on if they want to actually let it be defended or if it's just kind of like a, okay, take it home. This was fun type thing. Yeah, no, I definitely hope. I mean, obviously this is a good transition in uh, Diaz just posted about an hour ago that he's not going to be fighting. So I don't really know what's going on. Um, obviously we all still want to see that fight. Uh, that'll be awesome. The, the, for the BMF belt. And like you said, I'd like to see whoever wins face McGregor, um, I, I like both Masvidal and Diaz, so I don't really care who wins. I just wanted to be a slugfest. Um, but when you put it that way, if they are defending it, uh, I do think that it's probably a good idea to, well, obviously you can't just decide it, but I'd like to see Diaz get it and have McGregor Diaz three. And I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily want to see that. Um, but I know I do. I love both the, the first two fights. I think a lot of people say they don't want to see it, but I think mm-hmm. that once it's, it's a lot. I think that's what a lot of people say with a lot of McGregor fights, you know, Covington fights, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're going to buy it because you either want to see them win or you want to see them get their face bashed in. And, yeah. and you're going to see one of the two. So, you know, I think most people buy it. But yeah, about the DS, uh, he tweeted out that he is not fighting at UFC 244, that he got, uh, his substance levels were high with some type of illegal substance. We don't know much more. You know, I know I've, I've been checking, you know, MMA media and um, MMA Twitter and, and, you know, all of its speculation right now. Uh, Jorge Masvidal tweeted out that, you know, we are fighting. I don't care if you come in on, on drugs or not, we're fighting. Um, Diaz, if there's one thing about him, he's a clean fighter. He has mm-hmm. been his whole career. He's hated the steroid users. He's hated, you know, those people. Um, you know, obviously he has, a history with weed. I don't know. I think that's that, so stupid. Yeah. Man. I don't know if there's anything to do with that. I don't know if, if something was, you know, a lot of things people see, I know Sean O'Malley's had the problem where, you know, there's been tainted substances that they've taken and they didn't know what was in this energy drink. And then it ends up that they fail a drug test a month later, you know, so who knows? Um, you know, Diaz people, people don't realize that this guy has been fighting in the UFC since, you know, within 10 fights of his pro career. I mean, he had, he started out uh, two and one on the quote unquote regional scene, and then he joined the you know W WEC, which was the UFC before it was the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, he's fought thirty one pro fights, and what twenty seven or something have been UFC or WEC fights. So I mean, when people see his record and see twenty and eleven, and he's not even that good. It's just he's been fighting 
the top level guys his whole career. So, oh, I mean, yeah. it's just, um, uh, he's not a guy that, that tries to cheat. He's a guy that wants to get in there. He doesn't care if he gets hurt or you get hurt or he just wants to fight. So I can't see how this is true. I don't know if it's, if it's something, cause the other thing is that people are saying he's trying to steal the spotlight away from McGregor today, but he's not that type, you know? Yeah. I don't feel like he's, he's that not that type of, of person to really, I don't think care about who was in the spotlight or, you know, lie about it. So, it's very weird, you know. I'm waiting for Ariel Hawani or, or Brett Okamoto to tweet something that they know. Um, as of right now, they're saying Leon Edwards, you know, Uf- UFC welterweight, um, is is he is in training camp right now. He's getting paid to be ready in case one of the guys can't fight. Um, but I don't really want to see that fight. <laughs> I want to see Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we all want to see that. But if they can't go, I want McGregor Masvidal. Um, I don't think it would happen with McGregor just announcing. And uh, I know we had talked prior to this. Obviously, he wants to go through the full boot camp and be ready for whoever's fighting. But if he was to take it on, what is it, like a little more than a week notice and come in and win, I think that makes a statement. Oh, it makes more than a statement. I mean, that, you know, we were talking about legacy. That's that's something that makes a legacy. I mean, you know, McGregor is one of those guys, hate him or love him, you know, especially during his, when he was motivated during his 145 run. I mean, this guy went up right after winning the title and beating the, you know, at the time, greatest pound for pound ever. Um, You know, he went up and wanted to fight, you know, RDA at 155. That fight didn't happen. And then on short notice, Nate Diaz got a call and the fight turned to a 170 fight, Mm -hmm. you know. and then he went back and fought Diaz again at 170 when he lost. So, I mean, this guy's fought at three different weights. He's won championships at two weights. You know, if there's anyone that can do it, it's him. I just don't see it happening because I think that it goes against everything he just talked about. I mean, obviously, circumstances are different and circumstances make a situation. But, um, you know, to just go about talking about how he needs structure and he needs to go to bed at a certain time early and wake up early and, you know, no alcohol, no drugs, no nothing, just train, 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 go to bed, train, um, you know, to, to say that this morning and then go back and, you know, jump on this. It just it wouldn't make sense to me. But, you know, at the same time, like you said, you know, it's a situation where if you go in and you win, you, you gain everything back. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, we'll see. Plus, I feel like this is such a McGregor move. Like, you get the spotlight, then Diaz is to pull out. This isn't a chance for him to grab even more spotlight. I feel like that's just who he is. And like you said before, love him or hate him. Like, I am a huge McGregor guy. I think he's kind of not unraveling right now, but I just want to see him get back in the cage and fight. Like, you, you had your boxing match against Mayweather. You made... I don't even know how much you made. It was like thirty million plus. You made that. Like, if you're that serious about getting back in the octagon, like, just get back in. Like, stop with all the bullshit. Um, but so I guess let's talk to talk about UFC 244 while we're on it. Um, obviously that's the main event. That's kind of what everyone wants to see. What do you think about the rest of the card? So it's a good card. You know, I think that, you know, a, a great fight is Darren Till versus Kelvin Gastulum. You know, uh, Kelvin Gastulum just fought for the interim belt versus Israel Adesanya. Um, was a huge war, you know, fight of the year contender. Um, it, I'd, I'd love to see Gastulum get a win and get right back in there and get a rematch with Adesanya. You know, they both had each other hurt multiple times. Um, and, I mean, Darren Till, uh, people are very high on him. You know, he hasn't looked great in his last couple of fights. Um, he's moving up. He's, he looks huge from his Instagram stories and, you know, his training camp photos. He looks big. He looks powerful. Uh, you know, he's a great fighter. 
but you know it seems like when he's been in the spot in the big spotlight he's he's kind of failed so you know he could make a statement here and really you know solidify himself in his first middleweight fight to jump right back up and be you know uh the top contender one of the top contenders in a you know a stacked division yep um i think those are all definitely good points i'm going through the card now um what is this i, I don't know this guy the guy that Derek lewis is facing blagoy ivanov do you are you familiar with him? Yeah, so he's 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 like he's a, he's a big uh, he's a big heavyweight. I mean he uh, he hits hard. He's kind of new to the UFC. Um, he I think the thing about Derek Lewis um, is that he is he's a moose. He he's he's huge. He says the right things. He um you know he he like the, the my balls are sweaty. The you know he's he's a fan favorite. He's hilarious. But I he oh he, yeah he's 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 a funny guy. But he um. I mean, he he just tires out. You know, he needs yeah. he need, his shape is just you know it kills it because it, it, it makes him as you know as big and powerful as he is, but uh-huh. it also kills him at the same time. You know, um, I'd never count Derek Lewis out of a fight. You know, I think he picks that one up, but um, I mean, that's the biggest thing is how much has he worked on his cardio? I guess. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, he's deaf. I don't think I've ever seen him go a full full fight. Like it's always. Yeah, oh, it's mean, just a slugfest with him. Yeah, the the my balls were sweaty one when when you know he was pretty oh, much getting okay. getting beat up for three rounds and then in the last minute went and knocked knocked him out. So I mean that's the that's where I, I wouldn't count him out. You know, another big fight on this card is Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's kind of in a a weird um at a like just a weird weird area right now where he he was in lightweight. He was a top fifteen guy, top ten guy, at a time top five guy. You know, fought for an interim title. You know, went against Ally Quenta, a rematch. Really got worked by Ally Quenta. Um, decided to go back. Go decided to move up in weight to go to um, one seventy. Fought RDA his first fight, which is obviously a hugely tough fight. RDA is a former champion. Um, you know, lost that fight, and now he's back down at lightweight against. Um, you know, Gregor Galepsi, who who is you know a huge huge. Um, prospect right now yeah you know, 13 and, and you know and a, a really on the verge of being a big contender so i mean he kevin lee's in a spot right now you know people were talking about this guy could beat habib you know only maybe a year ago mm-hmm. um you know he, I, I think he has it would be an interesting matchup i don't think he would beat him but you know with kevin lee's wrestling and power and how big he is it would be interesting mm-hmm. but we're never going to see it because kevin lee you know has he can't, can't up to he him. can't he can't build up to it so you know this is a big fight for him where are you really still a top 10 guy you know you're going back down um and you know gillespie is no joke but i mean i think i'd favor kevin lee in that fight and i think that he really needs it for his own career no it makes sense um this is actually funny scuba just texted me this uh i don't think i don't know if he knew that we were doing ufc tonight but do you know Joel Joel Gonzalez and Shakur Stevenson? I do not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to read this after, but the caption is why Joel Gonzalez wants to beat up Shakur Stevenson, his sister's boyfriend. <laughs> and the, he texts me, he goes, this fight's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, God. I cannot <laughs> wait to read that afterwards. That's going to be hilarious. What an interesting, uh, interesting storyline there. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so I guess moving on from 44 to 245, uh, this is the huge card that everyone's been talking about. Uh, but obviously, 
three huge fights, uh, Usman Covington, uh, the Holloway fight and the Nunes fight. Um, then even under, you get Aldo, uh, you get a couple other big names, uh, Faber. So I guess, what are your thoughts on that? So, I mean, it's a huge crowd. They just announced the, um, Aldo Marais fight, you know, Aldo's moving down to bantamweight. Um, Marlon Marais just, you know, just coming off a fight, you know, with, uh, Henry Cejudo recently, um, where he lost. So, I mean, that, that's a the killer fight. Um, Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber. That fight makes zero sense to me. And I think you're, you know, they're trying to dig Uriah Faber a grave. I don't know. Um, maybe he has a big upset, but Peter Yan is, is, is a killer. Um, but I mean, for the title fights, it's, you know, they're crazy. Um, Nunez, you know, I have Nunez winning versus Durandame. Um, Max Holly versus Volkanovski is going to be, I think, one of the biggest fights of the year. Um, you know, I've been a huge Volkanovski fan since he's joined the UFC. Um, you know, he is an absolute tank. He used to play rugby and was like at some like over 200 pounds. And now he's fighting at 145. It's crazy. Uh, Max Holloway is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. I mm-hmm. mean, this guy is, you know, boxing wise, just it, it's as technical as you can get. You know, his cardio is crazy. Um, he's just so above everyone else, you know? And um, so that's a, that's a huge fight. You know, I had Volkanovsky beating Aldo. I know a lot of people didn't. So I'm not, thinking that Holloway will have such an easy time with Volkanovski just because of how much pressure he puts on him. Mm. I think Holloway will end up winning, but I think it'll be a tough, tough fight because um, Volkanovski's, you know, the real deal. Usman Covington, I mean, this is this is a big, big one. You know, um, I didn't think Kamar Usman would beat Tyron Woodley. In fact, I remember saying before the fight to Duffy um, that Usman is the poor man's Tyron Woodley. And <laughs> I watched that fight, and Usman made me eat my words. Yeah, and that Usman guy is a took beast. you lunch, man. That guy is a beast. Um, you know, I, even I, you know, as he was making, you know, during that, you know, I was only 70% stuff. I thought he was impressive. I still thought Tyron Woodley was better than him. Didn't work. Covington is another guy that, you know, this is almost like stylistically it's, it's, it's two guys fighting their clones, you know, like yeah. they just, the way they fight it's, you know, um, Covington versus Lawler. I expected Lawler to have a much better fight. Covington made Lawler look like, I mean, Lawler's a former champion and, and he looked like, you know, an, an unranked guy. You know, given Lawler is a little out of his prime, but I mean, he made Covington. You know, Covington made him look like like he was a nobody. So I mean, I don't know. I think Usman wins, and I think I'm a little biased because I'm not a huge Colby Covington fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and, and act like Covington isn't an absolute tank. So um, you know, I have Usman, but you know, I, I don't really know what to think in that fight. So I guess th- so. The three main ones you just mentioned. Um, where do the winners go from there for each one? So I still like the idea of um, Tyron Woodley getting a rematch with Usman. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think Tyron Woodley was a great champion. I think he fought who was number one and-, and moved on. Given he hasn't fought since then, so I don't know how you give that to him. Um, at for Holloway. I mean, you really, it's wide open. That's why Yair versus Stevens was so important. That's why Cater versus Abit was, is so important coming mm-hmm. up. Um, you know, another guy that, that Usman could fight is um, Ponzaniba. He, he's fighting He's fighting um, Robbie Lawler upcoming. Um, there's a couple of guys at, at, at um, welterweight, but at, at featherweight, it's wide open. I mean, you have all, you, you know, you look at Frankie Edgar's moving down, all those moving down. Um, Brian Ortega's in the mix, but he's fighting Korean Zombie. You know, that's another important fight. Um, I think that the winner of Kata versus Zabit, you know, I, 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 if I, think if, okay. I think if Zabit wins, Zabit is definitely getting a title shot. I think if Kater wins, I could see them trying to put a Kater versus Yair title eliminator together. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I think 
they're really building up Zabit versus Cater. I think their Yair's win and you know the way he did it is is really important too. Um, you know, but featherweight it's really wide open. That's why it's you know so important for you know Cater and Zabit and those guys to really make an impressive statement because uh, Yair's coming off a fight of the you know fight of the night win With and Stevens and, that was yeah. So I mean, hell of a fight. Right now he's kind of the front runner. Um, for for Nunes, you you never know. I mean, she's a double champ, and I mean, there's not many people you can put in front of her that you know really, really? pose a huge challenge. So I mean, it is, it it's it's interesting with her because you know I'm not even really excited for her fight because I'm just so I you mean, know she's gonna win in a way. You know, I'm I'm never someone that counts everyone out in, in a UFC MMA match, but um, I feel like she's on a Rousey type run. She is, but it doesn't it doesn't better. seem like it's gonna end anytime soon. Yeah, you know, with Rousey, you could kind of see the cracks. You, yeah, yep. you can kind of see where it could go wrong with with Nunes. It's just. I mean, Cyborg was the best bet, and she went and knocked her out. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just I, – I don't know. I don't know what to think of that besides that she is really, you know, one of the pound-for-pound pound best ever. For sure, for sure. So, uh, I guess what do you think – this is kind of leading the other way, but John Jones, where does he go from here? So, John Jones, uh, I mean, this guy is talent-wise the best ever. Um but again, so easy to hate because of his his moves outside of the cage. Um, the whole, you know, when when was he actually clean fighting? I mean, you know, for those DC fights, was he clean or not? You know, getting tested positive for this, that, and the other thing. Um, so he has a very tainted history. It's it's hard not to call him one of the best ever, though. I mean, you know, I don't know if I'd call him the best ever, but it's hard not to call him one of the best ever. Um, so I mean, some of the big names right now: Corey Anderson and, and Johnny Walker fighting each other. Um, and Dominic Reyes just won at mm-hmm. UFC Boston. I mean, Dominic Reyes just fought. Dominic Reyes is undefeated. Um, kind of had a lot of hype coming up. Um, it, it kind of fell off after his um, previous fight. He didn't look too good. I'd argue he lost that last fight. Um, so Who, so Jones. The, uh, no. Um, well, I I would argue that Jones. Honestly, okay. Let me just stop right there. I thought well, if Santos didn't blow out his knee. I thought Santos would have won that fight. I think you could argue Santos won the fight. Yeah, um, I, yeah, you know, I it, thought it was really. It, I think close. it was very, very close. Um, that's why the really the biggest thing for Jones, I think, next is fighting Santos again. He's he's injured. You know, he's still recovering from that, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, but that's important. I think Dom Reyes um, is very similar to Santos, mm. except with a better gas tank. Maybe not as much power. Yeah. Um, but you know, a better gas tank, and and he's got bigger length you know he, he's taller he's he's got that size that jones won't have a huge size advantage um compared to what he has against a lot of other fighters um johnny walker i think you know we live in an mma sport you know in the ufc and and bellator and those you know where one big knockout makes you forget about the last big knockout you know dom reyes had a huge knockout of you know a former champion, a guy that's taken out, you know anderson silva and chris weidman uh-huh. you know he moved up in weight and weidman's done uh, I mean, no, because I like. Do I think he should be? Yes. Yeah. Do I think he will be? In a row? Yeah, and he. Uh, I mean, given he's fought, you know, Yul Romero and and Jacare and and Reyes. I mean, he's fought some big, big time names, but I would say give him a you know a, a someone ranked ten to fifteen in the light heavyweight division and and see if he can you know maybe a Sam Alvey and see if he can you know beat beat them uh-huh. you know someone still respectable and someone who's you know a proven fighter 
But, you know, because then that proves he still deserves to be in the top 15. But if he loses that, I think, you know, you're just out of your prime. You know, you, you, you won a championship. You, you know, you had some big, big fights, big moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to knock out Chris Weidman, I think that's a big statement for Reyes. But, you know, if Johnny Walker goes in and knocks, you know, and, and has a huge knockout, some, you know, crazy kick or something, whatever Johnny Walker does, you know, I think he's next. But, I, I mean, Reyes has fought more. Reyes is undefeated. So I think he has to be next. But the thing about Jones is he, I mean, I see where he's coming from, where he said, you know, he tweeted out that, you know, I've, my last couple of fights, I felt like they were pointless. You know, he fought Gustafson, he mm-hmm. fought Anthony Smith, and he fought Tiago Santos. All yep. three were just the next guy in line. You know, against Gustafson and Smith, he really dominated the fights. Santos gave him problems, but he won. I couldn't believe how, like, Santos tore his ACL, right? Yeah, I mean, he was I, I, I don't know the exact flailing, injuries. Yeah, he literally just flailing his leg, yeah. and they looked like they hurt, like a yeah. bitch. Yeah, and I couldn't believe the power that he was getting behind him. Yeah, um, but I, I think, I think you're right. I was honestly kind of surprised that uh, Jones won. I mean, I, I like Jones, so I'm happy he won because um, I think that sets up bigger fights down the road. Uh, but I think you're right. I think he does need to uh, have a rematch with Santos, but obviously that wouldn't be anytime soon because Santos is going to be out. Yeah, and I think I think that for Jones, I think he thinks you know I fought the big you know I fought the next guys in line at light heavyweight. It's time for my super fight. Um, I think it's interesting, and maybe you call me a Jones hater, but you know Cormier loses the heavyweight belt, and now he's calling to go fight at heavyweight. Um, you know he had that opportunity with Cormier as the champion. I think he knows that I'm not saying Cormier would beat him at heavyweight. Um, I, you know, I'm a big Cormier fan. I think it probably would happen, but I think Cormier's best chance is at heavyweight. And I think Jones even said that in a couple of interviews. He said, I know that that's my biggest risk to lose to him is fighting him at heavyweight. So um, he's talking about going up and fighting Francis Ngannou. He's talking about fighting Ngannou the Stipe. Ngannou is a beast. Yes, he's fighting the Stipe <laughs> versus Kisei. Uh, so who, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Jones, Jones at you know, heavyweight weight too sounds scary, you know? Yeah, so who knows true. how much of a beast he'd be up there too. So, cause he probably walks around at like two. Yeah. So it's interesting what's next for him. He's kind of wide open. Um, you know, he, he's actually been a very, and I'm not a, I'm not a Jones fan, but he's been a very good champion. You know, he's fought Anthony Smith, won a title contender and, and he got next in line, you know, Tiago Santos, he got next in line. You know, Jones has kind of been very good about just saying, all right, you're a number one contender. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And and you know, and then he beats them, and and now he's kind of like, where's my super fight? And I don't blame him. Now, do you think we ever get DC Jones three? Because I don't. I don't think so. Now, I think if Stipe, I mean, if DC won that fight versus Stipe, then yes, I think they end up fighting at heavyweight. You know, I just think that Dana pushes it. Um, I'd be shocked if it happened now. I don't even, you know, DC Stipe is is not official. It's rumored. It's gonna happen. I, I don't I think so. I, I'm I'm skeptical, but um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if DC announced just I'm um, done. Um, I love DC. I also love Stipe. I love both yeah. of them. I like them um, both. Yeah. So I mean, I want it to happen. I think you know DC dominated that fight. Um, you know, when Stipe took it to the body, and and I think DC fought a stupid fight. I think that. DC realized he was hurting him a little bit and kept going to it, kept going to it, but he wasn't hurting him enough to knock him out. Mm-hmm. And so Stipe took it and then went to the body, went to the body, and it was you know it was a dumb fight for DC to fight. Um, so I think he takes that in the third. You know I think he I think he is overall the better fighter, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know I don't I don't think Jones DC happens I don't think because I think Joe I think DC's you know he's he's 
I think he's done. I think he's got one more in him, try and win the belt on the way out and see and, you know, and be done. Maybe, who knows, six months later he comes back and says, fight, let, let's go for number three. Uh, but I don't think he wants to end his career if Jones, you know, did beat him a third time. Yeah, that he wants to end his career his on, on, yeah, I think he wants to end with a title. Um, again, if it was that heavyweight, I think DC could beat him, but I don't think Jones would do it. So we'll see. Be interested for sure. Do you think there's any chance of Jones Israel? Uh, see, I, I, uh, just, dude, I thought that was so cowardly. Yeah, I, Israel's I, manager. I, I, I think just the whole thing, just Jones calling him out. You know, it just all of it's just. He's at one eighty-five. I mean, the thought of Israel going up to two hundred five, I just don't see how it would make sense. Mm. Uh, maybe, I mean, Israel's young. Jones is still, you know, what late twenties, early thirties. So, I mean, we could even talk about it four years from now happening. So, I mean, yep. do I think it could happen in the future? Definitely. Uh, right now, anytime no, soon, no. I think you know middleweights got too many. You know, you know, big dog Paulo Costa. You know, you still got Yoel Romero, even though he's coming off a loss. I mean, Whitaker. So I don't see Adesanya moving anywhere right now. But I mean, we're talking about two guys that are you know still on their prime primes. So a couple of years, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you get a good point. Jones is still definitely young for I guess the game, like. He could still be around for, I don't know, what, like seven and I think ten could, more years? I think he could be around. I mean, it's it, the fight game's weird in the sense of, like, you look at a guy like Yo Romero, who's 42. You look at a guy at DC, who's, what, 40. Uh-huh. Um, and, and they're, you know, still – you know, Yoel's a title contender. Mm-hmm. Um, DC, DC just was yeah. a double champ. I mean, so it's very weird. I think it's as much punishment as you take, and Jones doesn't take a lot. So, wow. I mean, I think as as much as long as he wants to stick around, as long as he's getting the money he wants to get and he feels it's worth it, he'll stay. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, definitely be interested. Uh, I mean, the direct future and obviously long-term future, you're going to have a bunch of up-and-comers uh, in the UFC. But definitely, definitely looks bright. Um, let's transition here. Uh, I know you're obviously a huge hockey guy too. Uh, I kind of just want to get your take on the early start in the season, the Bruins and what, uh, some predictions for this season, I guess. So, I mean, yeah, love the Bruins, love my Bruins. They've looked great so far. I mean, Pasternak's leading the league in goals right now with what, 10 or 11. Yeah. Marshawn. He's had a couple waved off too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that line in general, is just insane. I mean, every That's time they're on the ice, it's just I don't know what's better than that. The thing I, that scares me about every time I see them score is I think I saw a stat where I think it's like they have like seventy percent of the goals right now for the Bruins, mm-hmm. and like that terrifies me. For you know, a if anyone gets injured, it's a long season, or b can they? I mean, we've seen them hold it up for eighty-two games, so I'm not super worried about that. But I mean, you got to give them a little help. So that oh, that yeah. worries me. I think Krejci being out has been huge. He's missed what probably seventy five percent of the game so far. I mean, obviously one player is not going to change everything, but I think him coming back readjusts your lines and kind of balances it out more. Yeah, and I love Charlie Coyle, Coyle on that third awesome. line. I mean, they definitely have more depth than they have they've had in the past. Um, and then on D, you know, everything's looking pretty good. Kevin Miller still hasn't even come back yet. Um, I forgot about Kevin yeah, Miller so, to be I mean, honest. I'm I'm very happy with the start of the season. Um, it'd be easy to say I think we're going to go back and win it all. You know, uh, call me a, a, a um, just saying it because I'm a fan. Um, but I think you know we are a big dog in the Eastern Conference. I think you know Tampa Bay is obviously there. I think you know Toronto, even though we've beat them in the past two seasons in playoff series, I think they're always someone you got to worry about. I think we have the best division in hockey right now. Oh, I I would say absolutely. I mean, 
you could argue you have four of the top like six to eight teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, and even Buffalo. Buffalo right is now. playing yeah. nasty Buffalo, right now. Buffalo's Are they looking, leading? Buffalo's looking like one of the best right now. I mean, um, Florida is in the mix. I mean, yeah. you know, they've got you've got a better team than they've had in the past. I mean, it's it's uh you know uh, we've got one of the toughest seasons and, and, you know, it makes it tougher for us when we have to play first round and second round against possibly Toronto and, and Tampa Bay, you know, before you even get to their conference finals. Yeah. I mean that it's, it's ridiculous, man. And just looking at the standings right now, I mean, in the East we have three of the top four. Yeah. So, and then Tampa and Florida right there, even the Canadians having a good start to the season. Um, senators suck. So do the Red Wings. Which Red Wings and Senators suck. Kind of, kind of expect that. Yeah. Um, the Rangers and the Devils suck. Look at the other. The even, Cap- even the Devils. I mean, people. I mean, I don't think they'll be that good, but people are, you know, talking about them like they're they've made strides. So I mean, even who knows? You know, they have. I mean, they got that kid. Uh, what was his name? Hughes. Jack Hughes. Yep. And then they traded for PK too. Yeah. So those are definitely two big ads. Um, I think Taylor Hall is going to get traded. I don't necessarily know uh, if he'll be there for long term. I saw something that they were like Edmonton's interested in bringing him back, which I think would be pretty cool. That'd be wild. (laughs) Um, I mean, Edmonton's had a hell of a start, which I feel like you kind – I mean, they've lost the last two, but I feel like you've kind of expected it. They've just been getting all these high draft picks for so many years that they're kind of putting it together. Like Connor McDavid's probably the best player in the uh, NHL. Yeah. Um, if not one of the top five for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Um, and they're they're just having an insane season to start. I mean, they're the best team out in the West. Um, I don't I don't know. It's just I don't know what to expect with them because we've seen them start hot before, and we know how it ends. But I, I don't know. I guess what do you, who do you think is winning the championship this year? Uh, I mean, the fa- the the I mean. I want the Bruins too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, out of the East, I'm thinking Bruins or Tampa. I, I, I can't see Tampa having another, you know, playoff bust like they did yeah. last year. I don't know how. I mean, they'd probably blow things up and, and have a rebuild if they did that. I mean, they've got they kind of have to. At they'd that be point. paying too much money to too many people um, to to lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think us and, and Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I I like. I mean. I like Vegas. I, I think too. I think Vegas is you know still pretty good. I like um, you know I, I think I don't know how real Edmonton is later in the season. Yeah, that'll um, be interesting. It, it, the, I think the um, Western Conference is pretty wide open. I think you know the Predators. So maybe Predators Vegas. I'll say. Mm-hmm. I think that you know the Stars are pretty good. Um, the Jets uh, are right. You know they're having a kind of rough start, but they're they're kind of in the mix. You mm-hmm. know always. Um, so. It, yeah, I'd say – I think Vegas or, or Predators come out of the West. Yeah. Um, going into the season, I thought it would be Bees or Tampa. Obviously, that's not a hot take by any means. Um, I do think it's Tampa. I think Tampa wins it all. I think it's kind of their year, and they got that chip on their shoulder after how they left uh, – ended the season last year. Um, I like the Avs out West. I do. They're, uh, they're a good team, but I do like Vegas. Um, I think Vegas is probably the favorites. And Vegas is just so good, dude. Mark Stone is having a hell of a start to yeah. the year. Um, I'm gonna pull up the stat. I know I've, he's probably right behind Pasta for goals. He's up there, if not. Um, 
James Neal is second. James Neal having a comeback year after yeah. a pretty bust. bust did he year. have four earlier this year in one game? I, I can't remember, but I know he had a big game. I um, think he did have four at one point earlier this season, which, I mean, James Neal's probably almost 40. He's up there. Because I want to say he was let's see. He's definitely late 30s. Yeah, Stones got six goals. What, what do we got, James Neal? Wow, he's only 32. Really? I feel like he's I, been I in the league say, so much longer. I feel like he's been in the league for ages, but I mean, I guess all these hockey guys coming at 18, so you yeah, never really exactly. know. Like, you, you think about Pasternak or, or even you know McAvoy and these guys, you know, they've been here on the team for, you know, past his, what, fifth year now? Fourth, fifth? Something I think like it's that. his fifth, yeah. And, I mean, he's, he, what, 23? 22, 22, he's 22. Yeah. That's and, and I think McAvoy's 21. Maybe twenty two. I don't. Know. It just it's it's crazy, you know. You look at these kids that come in at eighteen, and and um, I mean Bergeron's what in his like sixteen. Yeah, year, I and think, he, and he started at eighteen. Well, I mean, yeah, he's I mean, only 33, Crosby has oh five is when he got drafted. So oh five. So what is fourteenth year, and he just turned thirty two. Yeah, like it's it's just insane. I mean, that's just that's hockey, I guess, which is weird because then. Obviously, up at Plymouth, they're D three. You got the you have freshmen that like played a couple years of juniors. So oh, yeah. like the youngest kids on the team are like twenty one. Yep. But meanwhile, like Jack Hughes is what just turned eighteen. Yep. And ho- hockey's one of those sports that it's crazy. Like you'd never see that in the NFL. Yeah. Just like body wise, I mean, good luck. Like if you're in, you could be the best college running back. Like Najee Harris, he was insane in high school. Madden, so he's like a junior in college at this point. But imagine eighteen-year-old him trying to like get by Aaron Donald. Are oh you kidding God, me? Yeah. Um, that's just I don't know. It, hockey's just I feel like the one sport. I mean, I, I remember a story. Too, Jack but. Eichel. Um, you know, I'm a big BU hockey fan, so Jack Eichel obviously at BU. I heard a story about how he played junior Bruins. He was eight, and he was playing on the U14 team already. I that's mean, just insane. like it's just insane to think about an eight-year-old playing with you know 14-year-olds. You know, it just doesn't make sense, but. He was dominating, you know. Yeah. So it's just it's well, like I like feel that. like every couple of years you see like a sports that are top ten of a nasty shootout goal by some eleven year old Russian playing with high schoolers. Yeah. Like that, they just breed him over there. Like you're either wrestling bears like Khabib or like born with a hockey stick. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. Uh, one more thing I did want to touch on. I know you're a huge Pats and Tom Brady guy, as uh, most of us are. What the hell is going on with the Patriots and Brady and everything? I I mean, I wish I knew. I mean, Adam Schefner, F. Schefner came out today and said that it, the least likely option is that he's, that he's uh, staying in New England now. I mean, I don't really – Which I think is bullshit. Yeah, I don't really buy into any of it. I think that I, I'd be shocked. I mean, I understand where people are talking about, and you know, Belichick wants to, you know, would you trade the next two years for the next 10 years and stuff like, you know, I, I get that side of it. Robert um, Kraft will never I, that, ever let him trade Tom. Brady. And I think that if you didn't do it when you had Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup, yeah, what makes you say you're going to do it now with Jared Stidham? You know, I, I just have no. I do think Stidham's got a future. I think so too, but I, I don't. Think, I, I think, you had Jimmy G you exactly. Knew what it was, I think but. you had Jimmy G with with four years of Tom Brady. Um, you know, uh, talk in his head from you know being his backup, and now you're going to do it with one year of Jared Stidham. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Um, also, you know, people, I, I remember I heard Felger and Maz talking about how, 
Um, I hate both. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I I like them to a degree, but I have to turn it off very quickly yeah. once they start getting crazy. Um, I don't actually hate them. But. Yeah, no, but uh, so they were talking about how quickly would Patriots fans turn on on Brady if he went somewhere else? No. I don't know. I don't speak for all Patriots Nation, but I can tell you if Tom Brady went and played for, you know, the L.A. Rams next year or for, you know, the Arizona Cardinals or whoever, name a team, I'd be a Patriots and Arizona yeah. Cardinals. You know, um, like I would be cheering for Tom dude, Brady just as much. The day the trade much. or the signing went down, I'd have a Brady jersey. Exactly. I'd be just down. as much of a fan of Tom Brady finishing out his career. Obviously, I hate it from the standpoint of not just seeing him finish out in New England and not seeing him in a Patriots jersey, but the idea that people would – turn on Brady and, and hate him because, you know, he got, you know, he went to free agency or, or, you know, he's done too much for this franchise to think that anyone could yeah. root against him, you know, if he wore a different color um, for a season or two. But I mean, my guess is he's retiring here. I just don't see how it could be possible. I mean, I, I think Belichick wants to win one without him. I think that cause I don't think you will though. I, I don't think you will either, but I, I think that the idea is that he wants to prove that he can win one without him. I don't uh, think I don't know if either can win one without each other. They're both the greatest of all time. That's what makes it so great, and that's why they've won so many Super Bowls. So you know, my my hope is they just continue to try and win Super Bowls. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's gonna finish out his career as a Patriot. Yeah, I can't see him going anywhere else. I think if he's not the starting quarterback for the Patriots next year, it's because he retires, which I think is a legit possibility. Oh no, yeah, I, I feel like he's been more open about it. Like it's coming at some point. Like we know that. And I just his comment the other day, he's like, I don't know if it's going to be now or in three years or what. But I mean, the house on the market, I don't buy into that any bit as uh, as like him going somewhere else. I buy in that. All right. Like he wants to go. He's from California. Like if he retires. I don't expect him to stay in New England. No. Like yeah, his I mean, his house is on the market for 40 mil in Brookline. Um, but I mean, he's. He's not a Boston guy. He's like he's embraced Boston and New England being here for 20 years, but he's not a Boston guy. Like no. um I mean, yeah, he I don't know. I mean, I think we hear this every year. I don't even know why it's a big deal every year. Every year we hear the Patriots suck and the dynasty's over. Yada yada yada. Brady Trent Dilfer kiss my ass. Um that was honestly the best thing ever because every year we get the same thing. Some dumbass is like the Patriots dynasty is over. And as long as Tom Brady is a pa- the Patriots quarterback, it's not over. Like the season doesn't start till the AFC championship. Like, dude, some some random Twitter account was tweeting at me yesterday. because um, I suggested get Michael trade Michael Bennett for Amendola. Like I would He's like, oh, and literally, he's like, Amadola stinks in the playoffs. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, give me Danny playoff. Like, yeah. Bennett's sitting on the bench. We just destroy, obviously, to the Jets, but we just destroyed them without him. Like, he hasn't really been playing. He hasn't done anything this year. Our D is so good, you don't need him. Like, I'd rather get that slot receiver. Uh, and I don't care if he played a single game for us in the regular season. Every year we go to the AFC Championship game. Everyone picks against us to lose. We go last year. We went into KC. We we smacked them in the mouth. Like what was it, twenty four nothing at half? Yeah, they had a great uh, second half. But like, how I don't understand how anyone in their right mind bets against the Pats at this this point. They're gonna win seven this year. Like I truly think that's just not being a homer. 
I don't think the 49ers are legit. Nope. They they have an even softer they have a very comparable schedule to the Pats. But like they just beat the Redskins by nine. What do we beat them by? Like twenty six? Like we're beating up on the, these bad teams. They're like kind of barely. I mean, winning. Dallas like, just lost to the Jets. I mean, people are saying you face the Jets and Dallas just, I mean, another team that people are giving Super Bowl hopes to. Yeah. Yes, it's diminished since, you know, because they've kind of realized Dallas does suck. But, I mean, that's a team that people are saying they're going to the Super Bowl. Okay, well, they lost to the Jets. We just beat the Jets by 30, what, 36, 33? Yeah. I also think Dallas, like, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl like I thought they were. But, they, I mean, they showed this week, like, when they're healthy and they have their O-line back, they smacked the Eagles. Yeah. Um. But I mean, every year it's it's like wake me up, Omer, in the AFC chip. And another, another thing with Tom Brady is that you know people this year are like, well, his defense is bailing him out. Like I, I don't know about that. You know, is the defense great? Hell yeah! But is Brady throwing for you know he's still what? What's the number 11, one t- scoring team in the league? Yeah, he has like, eleven touchdowns and like three picks, and and he's like sixth in the league for passing yards. I mean, it's just like that's not you know those are those are elite numbers. You know, it's just yeah. it, I don't know. People just love to hate. The Patriots love to hate Tom Brady. Um, you know, that's why they pick against them. It's just like the hopes that, you know, they win some money and get to see the Patriots lose in the same night. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it doesn't happen. Sometimes yeah. it does, but you know, um uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident in number seven. Yeah. Um I I mean, no Mahomes, they're not gonna get a first round bye. I think it's probably gonna be the Texans or the Colts, which is kind of crazy. One of them's gonna get the first round bye. I mean, it could be the Ravens, but I don't think the Ravens, as, as awful as the Browns have been this year and as awful as the Steelers have been this year, those games are going to – like the Browns smacked the Ravens. Um, and the Steelers always play them well. Like I don't think Tomlin's a top-10 coach in the league, but like he always has his guys ready to play. In division games, like anything can happen. Like I, I'm an idiot. I thought this week could have been a trap week for the Pats. Like looking forward, like we got the Browns this week. The next seven weeks – we have like five legit tough games. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Browns will, it'll be a good game. Um, I think we're like 13 point favorites. We'll probably win by two touchdowns. Um, but I mean, anything could happen. They do have a ton of weapons. We got the Vikings coming up, the Ravens coming up, the Cowboys. I mean, Mahomes will be back for the Chiefs. I think the Vikings are very under, they're very inconsistent, but they're very underrated. I think that they're a lot better than people give them credit for. It's because it's a Kirk Cousins effect. I mean, yeah. when he's on, they're he's on. very, yeah. very good. But when when he's throwing three picks a game, it's, yeah. Uh, but the thing with them is like they struggle to beat teams that are over five hundred. I think yeah. since. I think the stat was since last year. This was like two weeks ago. I think they just beat the Eagles, but I mean, they're, the Eagles are under five hundred right now. So, um, but the stat was like they're one and eight against teams over five hundred since the beginning of twenty eighteen. So, it, it's I don't know, but I mean, they they look good. They got Dalvin Cook back. I think Dalvin Cook's a top three back. Um, he just does it all. He's leading the league in rushing this year. Uh, McCaffrey might have him, but he he's just a beast. I mean, obviously you got Diggs and Thielen. Um, that D is nasty. They'll punch you in the mouth. Oh yeah, should Kyle, be interesting. Kyle Rudolph when he's on. Yeah, I mean, if, if you got Kirk Cousins and him connecting. Yeah, I mean, even that kid Irv Smith they took in the second round. Like I, from Bam, I wanted the Pats to take him. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to be interesting. I mean, obviously you got Bennett got traded today. Um, the whole Josh Gordon thing. I don't know what's going on. I feel like. 
I at first I was pissed, then I thought about it. Like Sanu and him, obviously Josh Gordon's better than Sanu and Harry, but how healthy is he? How healthy hey, is yeah. the knee? Sanu's Sanu's a good player, and he's always been outshined by like a number one receiver. The like, thing that Sanu Sanu is, you know been a great number two number three guy with you know matt ryan you know with lesser quarterbacks uh-huh. you know and now you've got tom brady throwing to him you yeah. know maybe he is that top guy that he's been trying to be his whole career dude i cannot wait until we break out a double fake pass uh friggin brady Edel- edelman. To edelman. Yeah. edelman over to sanu and sanu throw a deep pass to like jacoby myers or something absolutely so. definitely should be interesting Ah, dude, I think something's up with Gordon. I think he might have popped another test. I, I don't or know. I, it's. I mean, when he found out from the NFL Instagram, it was just like, yeah, what's going? And then he, and now it's like he's he's healthy, but he's going to get released, and so he can play somewhere else. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I've, you know, I've questioned Bill Bill moves before, and and I've and I always like, look like an idiot. Yeah, and I've turned out wrong. Moves. So I mean, I guess you know. Let's see. Two, two, three weeks from now, we may have an answer. Two years from now, we yeah. may have an answer. I'm happy Gunner didn't get cut though. Like I thought they were gonna cut Gunner and have like Harry and Edelman return punts. I think Gunner's good to have back there. He's good on special teams. I mean, and you've seen him getting more involved in the offense now. I think it's kind of more out of necessity. But I mean, him and Jacoby, as long as everything works out, will be here for years. And so. I think that I think that Ben Watson's a sneaky you know cutting him and then bringing him back and you know i think i think that could be a sneaky move that could really help out um i think he could be someone that emerges late in season no for sure for sure uh but that's all the time we got i appreciate you coming on joe definitely enjoyed this Uh, absolutely definitely i learned myself a lot about more about the ufc that i didn't know so always pleasure and look forward to having you back absolutely awesome